0: The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's
1: World. We're living in an age of deception. Advertisers are able to make things look better than they really are. Movie producers can trick us into thinking that what we see is real. By using clever computer graphics to depict huge tsunami waves crashing onto defenseless coastal villages, We believe we're seeing thousands of tons of water flattening whole communities. But it's all done in a studio. But look at this. Here is a real photograph of an actual tsunami wave crashing into a hotel swimming pool in Sri Lanka. How do we know what is real? This is the subject of today's telecast because you can know the source of all deception. It's not a human being but rather a powerful spirit being who does not want you to know that he exists. That's right. There is a real devil alive and active in this whole world whose whole intent is to confuse, alienate and disrupt the peaceful existence of all of mankind. The reality is Satan hates human beings and will stop at nothing in his efforts to cause trouble and chaos in the world. Thankfully The great God is stronger and more powerful, and Satan is unable to go beyond what God allows him to do. Consider his world of deception. The world's politics have proven to be a continual litany of lies and deception, so that many voters have become cynical and disillusioned. And another deception? Well, it's religious deception. Many people are searching for the truth, but instead... Find a confusing world of differing beliefs and doctrines. Where can you find the truth? Well, the good news is you can find it. You can know because the Bible claims that it is the truth, the one and only truth. Do you know the truth or could you be deceived? Stay tuned. A warm welcome to our regular Tomorrow's World viewers, and especially if you're watching us for the first time. The irony of deception is this. When one is deceived, that person does not know they are being deceived. You and I were born into a world of differing ideas and philosophies. We simply absorb the beliefs of our parents and our society. You know, consider someone born in Russia in 1956 who was taught that Communism would give them wealth and happiness. But 30 years later, as Marxism was collapsing, many Russians became disillusioned with Communism. But what about those of us in the Western world? We believe that the freedoms we enjoy are good for us. But some people in other countries look at our high crime rate, our divorces and our sinking moral standards and consider we're deceived. Do you think you're free when you have to lock your house and car with double deadlocks? Maybe you need to examine what you believe about your world. How can we know what the truth is and how can we live our lives in a way that will bring happiness? Wouldn't it be good to know the answer? Well, in today's program, we're going to see how and why the world has been deceived by a great spirit being and how we can escape His deceptions. Be prepared to learn some amazing truths. Could it be that God is not pleased with the religious customs and the traditions that we practice because they're not His ways but are of ancient pagan origin? We're offering you a booklet titled Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. I'd like you to phone right now for your copy. By now, our regular viewers know that the Tomorrow's World presenters use the Holy Bible as the single authority on the program. We make no apology for this, and we're always ready to say, don't believe what we say unless you can prove it from your own Bible. So if you have one handy, follow along as we read from the New King James Version of the Bible. Do you remember the day that you were first told that Santa Claus was not real? Do you remember feeling angry first with the person who told you and then with your parents for deceiving you? So many children have been deceived by well-meaning parents and grandparents into believing a myth. No, not, not just a myth, but a lie. Does it really matter, you ask? Well, yes, it does matter. God doesn't compromise when it comes to His truth. Do you think he would associate himself with the Christmas myth of Santa Claus? Listen to what God tells us in Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 2. God says, Do not learn the way of the Gentiles. Do not be dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the customs of the people are futile. For one cuts a tree from the forest. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and hammers. Now that's a description of a Christmas tree, written by the prophet Jeremiah more than two and a half thousand years ago, long before Jesus Christ was born. And especially the fourth century Bishop of Myra, who became known as Saint Nicholas or Santa Claus. God says, do not learn the way of the Gentiles. He says, don't do it. But we say to him, don't get so upset God. There's there's no harm in it. It's It's a happy time for families. The Christmas tree was almost unknown in England 200 years ago but Queen Victoria's German husband Prince Albert introduced it to the English from his fatherland. From there its popularity spread to America. Whom should we believe and follow? Should we follow our own thinking or our friends and family? or God. Jesus Christ was confronted by the Pharisees in Mark chapter 7. They accused him of not following the traditions of the elders. What was his reply? And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men. How much of our religion is vain? futile and based on the traditions of men. Now it may come as a shock, but much of what we may be doing does not impress God at all. How could this be? Where does religious deception come from? You know the answer. Religious deception comes from Satan the devil. The Bible makes a definitive statement. And we find that in the book of Revelation. So let us turn to Revelation chapter 12 and we're going to read verse 3. Revelation chapter 12 and in verse 3. Let's understand that in verse 3 we are introduced to Satan the devil in the form of a great fiery red dragon. He is the destroyer and the one who would try to kill the infant Jesus. Now notice verse 9. So the great dragon was cast out that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Did you hear that? He deceives the whole world. Not just the non-Christian world, but the whole world, including many sincere, professing Christians. Could he be deceiving you right now? Oh, of course not you, answer. But don't be so sure. Make sure to phone now to order your copy of Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. Today's
0: offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call toll-free 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, PO Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World.
1: Call now. Today we're answering the question, Could you be deceived? Now you think about it. Do you remember the events in the Garden of Eden? Remember how Adam and Eve were deceived by the devil and disobeyed God by eating the forbidden fruit? God drove them out of the garden, and they built their own world, cut off from God. For 6,000 years, this world has built its own civilization, its own governments, its own financial systems, and yes, believe it or not, its own religions. And the result is a world of religious strife and confusion. Have you ever wondered why Jesus Christ was not accepted by the religious leaders of his day? You know, they accused him of all manner of evil. They actually said he was illegitimate. They questioned his religious education and even said he was of the devil. Why? Because they were the ones deceived by the devil. The spirit world is real. In fact, it's more real than the physical world around us. God is the creator of all things, including the spirit world of angels and archangels. One of the archangels was a covering cherub, named Lucifer. Let's read about this super spirit being in the book of Isaiah. Now this book is in the Old Testament. Few people read the Old Testament these days and yet it's just as important as the New Testament. In fact Jesus Christ himself studied it and he quoted from it. In chapter 14 of Isaiah we read in verse 12 through 14, How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? how you are cut down to the ground you who weakened the nations for you have said in your heart i will ascend into heaven i will exalt my throne above the stars of god i will also sit on the mount of the congregation i will ascend above the heights of the clouds i will be like the most high lucifer became filled with vanity and pride he wanted to compete with god himself and actually overthrow god and his place as ruler of the universe but Lucifer failed and his name was changed to Satan which means adversary he's our enemy and he wants to destroy us he can appear as a God of light but he is really darkness and all that is evil Jesus Christ spoke to his disciples in Luke 10 verse 18 and said to them I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Let's return to a passage that we read earlier in the program in Revelation chapter 12, and notice verse 3. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. In other scriptures, we learn that angels are also called stars, And so we see here that one third of the angels were cast down to earth when Satan fell like lightning. Now these fallen angels are the forlorn demons that roam the earth in misery. Jesus encountered them in his ministry and he cast them out of the miserable people that they had possessed. To help you understand how cleverly Satan has deceived the world we're offering you this free booklet Satan's Counterfeit Christianity You'll be amazed to read how much of so-called Christianity is really the 4,000 year old Babylonian religion repackaged with a Christian label. And it may surprise you that so many of the traditions that some of us follow have their origins in Babylon. So phone the number on the screen and request your free copy of Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. Or you may wish to go to tomorrowsworld.org where you can also order your free copy.
0: Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter.
1: Could you be deceived? Have the scriptures that we've read so far surprised you? Did you know that God inspired these words? We've mentioned that there is a counterfeit Christianity. How could this be? Maybe it would help you to have a dictionary definition. Here's what the Oxford English Dictionary gives us for the word counterfeit. Made in exact imitation of something valuable with the intention to deceive or defraud others. It's taken from the old French contrefait made in opposition. Other words that are associated with a counterfeit are fraud and forgery. To understand how a fraud has been passed off on so many people we need to understand where and how a counterfeit resurrected God was introduced to the ancient Babylonians and Greeks. Soon after the flood the city of Babylon was built and became the source of all the myths of India, Egypt, Greece and Rome. Two persons stand out. The one is a goddess named Ishtar and her son, Tammuz. Please remember these names because they're important. Now this goddess and God became known as Isis and Osiris in Egypt. To the Greeks they were known as Aphrodite and Adonis and the Romans worshiped them as Venus and Adonis, did you know that Easter sunrise services have their origins in the ancient worship of the Sun? This is all about the worship of the Sun as the life bringer at springtime in March. This pagan Sun worship of Tammuz was already occurring, listen to this, six hundred years before Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. Satan knew ahead of time what our Saviour would endure and so he created his counterfeit to be practiced in Babylon and Egypt and then Greece and later in Rome. It was the counterfeit Christian church that syncretized the Bible with the pagan religion at the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD. The Roman populace readily accepted the new Easter because it was the same festival they had been keeping only with new names. Why should we show such an interest in Tammuz? I've mentioned him several times. Why is he important? Well let me explain. God condemns the worship of Tammuz very specifically in Ezekiel chapter 8. You might want to turn there with me to Ezekiel chapter 8. In this chapter we're told of the wicked abominations of the seventy elders of the house of Israel. And he said to me, Turn again, and you will see greater abominations that they are doing. So he brought me to the door of the north gate of the Lord's house, and to my dismay women were sitting there weeping for Tammuz. This pagan fraud is Satan's counterfeit for the true suffering of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. God's people Israel had adopted this cult of fertility rites. It was all about sexual reproduction and the rebirth of spring. We do the same today with rabbits laying eggs at Easter and hot cross buns. Did you know that these buns, or cakes as they're referred to in Jeremiah chapter 7, also have pagan origins? Let's turn there. In verses 17 and 18 we read the following. Do you not see what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead dough to make cakes for the Queen of Heaven, that they may provoke me to anger. Who was the Queen of Heaven? It was Ishtar, the goddess of fertility. Remember, she was known to the Greeks as Aphrodite and Venus to the Romans. E.O. James's books mentions this on page 51. Let me read it to you. He wrote, "The king went bringing to her, that is to Ishtar, his mother and wife, she married her son, brought cakes to set the table for the feast." These cakes are still present at Easter as hot cross buns. And as you listen to these parallels between ancient fertility worship, And our modern so-called Christian traditions, you may well say, oh, that's a little far-fetched. I don't believe what you're saying. You know, that's fine. It's your choice. I'm just simply showing historical facts. Now, what you do with the information, that's for you to decide. But why not prove it to yourself? Go to a search engine on the internet and type in Christmas or Easter. You know what you're going to find? You will find all or part of this information readily accessible. It simply means you have the information now to make some decisions. You can read more about the amazing fraud that has been foisted on our unsuspecting and naive world. Phone the number on the screen to receive your copy of our booklet, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. There's no charge and we do not pass on your personal details to a third party. Your name and address remain strictly confidential. You will also receive free copies of our bi-monthly magazine, Tomorrow's World. So why don't you call now or visit tomorrowsworld.org to order your copy of this booklet.
0: Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call toll-free 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227.
1: We're going to see just how far this fraud of false Christianity crept into the true church of God. Now how early do you think that this process of counterfeiting counterfeiting began? Well is it something that is recent? Well believe it or not it happened almost as soon as the New Testament church began. The Apostle Paul was aware of a false gospel that was creeping into the true church. He warned the Galatians in chapter 1, verse 6. He said, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. He then pleaded with the Corinthians in his second epistle. Notice here in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 4. His passionate cry to the congregation was this. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. Friends, it's possible to have a different Jesus to the true Jesus of the Bible. It's possible to have a different spirit and a different Gospel, could you, in all sincerity, be worshipping a false Jesus? Check it out for yourself. Don't believe me, just because I say it. When was Jesus Christ born? Was it December 25th? No. This date was the same as the Roman Saturnalia, when they celebrated the rebirth of the sun after the shortest day of the year. Mistletoe. Ivy and holly are all green at this winter season They're still alive while the rest of the forest sleeps and is still What seems to be an innocent practice of kissing under the mistletoe is actually an old pagan custom and is not Christian We've taken so many things for granted and said to ourselves oh, all these things uh, you know not that important all the great theologians can't be wrong. Well could they be wrong? Once again only you can know if you search and discover. So commit yourself to a thorough study of what you believe now and ask God on your knees to show you where you may be wrong. Don't be surprised at his answers. Now why would we want to turn your world upside down by revealing some fundamental differences between what the Bible states and what much of the so-called Christian world teaches. Is it to cause you upset and trouble with your family or friends? Not at all. All we want to do is to give you information that you can study and prove. And then ask God to reveal His truth to you. We're simply His servants charged with the responsibility of preaching the true gospel of the kingdom of God. Listen to what Jesus told the disciples in Matthew chapter 7 and verses 22 and 23. Let's turn, if we will, to Matthew chapter 7 and verses 22 and 23. He said, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, Have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them I never knew you. Depart from me you who practice lawlessness. Friends sincerity alone is not enough. Sincere obedience toward God is what is required. The Apostle James tells us in chapter 1 and verse 22. Notice it says here, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. There's good news to be found in the book of Revelation. It says, He cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him so that he should deceive the nations no more throughout the 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ on earth, God's truth will prevail, and all of the perverse customs of the Babylonians will vanish. Do you long for that day? Do you want to be freed from deception? You can take steps right now by asking for your copy of our booklet, Satan's Counterfeit Christianity. Join us again next week when Roderick Meredith and Richard Ames will once again bring you the good news of Tomorrow's World. Wallace Smith and I will also present information that will help you understand more about God's truth and His way of life. Until then, goodbye friends. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast
0: or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org And remember to find us on Facebook, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.